Is CBD all that great? Has the government been hiding the benefits of CBD? And is it really the cure-all remedy that some claim it to be? This is the miracle plant. This plant is, in my opinion, can save the world if we just allow it to. And if we just record the highest sounding laugh in podcast history. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Jared Herzog and welcome to Someone You Should Know. Yo, my fellow humans, how are you? It's been a little bit. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around with someone you should know. All 25, I guess 3,000 of you now. How awesome is that? I got some stuff on my mind today because we experienced some pretty horrific events in America here. This is uh, recorded uh, the week after the... Um, two mass shootings that happened, one in El Paso, Texas, one in uh, Dayton, Ohio. And there's just a lot of hoopla going around, and as it should, people are wondering what is going on. Is, is, our, is our current administration inciting violence? You know, the Dayton, Ohio shooter was an Elizabeth Warren supporter. Is she to blame? You know what, what? What's happening here? And to me, this sort of this sort of conversation is just the antithesis of what this podcast is about. Because it's my humble contention that we tend to persecute people because we don't really take time to understand them. Think of it this way: humans are group thinkers. This is where racism even comes from, right? They're just we're just naturally group thinkers. We think in terms of groups. I mean, think of your high school. It all operates in cliques, right? There's the, like, like for Mean Girls, for instance, there's the plastics. You know, they go through the whole, and, and that's that's true for every single high school, right? There's the jocks, the nerds, the band kids, you know, whoever, the stoners, whoever. There's cliques because humans operate in groups, just like animals. We all operate in groups. And before in America, we used to think we used to group around like religion, you know, especially Christianity. We were a pretty deeply religious nation, and we have distanced ourselves from that. And so thus, I, I, my opinion that we're now searching for a new one. And I think that Americans have found it in political affiliation and is encouraged by the media to be angry. And, and we're slashing and, and dashing each other. And dude... The whole point of this podcast is to get to understand people with whom you may not agree or understand. That's the whole point of this. That's why my first guest was a flat earther. I don't believe the earth is flat, but I'm going to find out why they do believe that. Is it because they're crazy? Is it because they're evil? No. Dude, listen to that podcast and you'll see that he is a normal dude. I, I challenge you, my dear humans. If you are a Republican, I challenge you not to label the other side as some sort of anti-patriotic USA hater. And I challenge you, my dear liberal friends, don't pin the entire other half of the country as a uh, discriminatory group. 
are they really all racist and Republicans? Are liberals all really anti-patriotic? It is difficult in today's climate to get along. It is difficult. They want you not to get along. Why? Because it makes them cash money. Okay, the more that you align yourself with these corporations, and remember that the news media, CNN, these are corporate people who make money, right? They operate off of money. And what do they have to do to get money? They have to piss you off. And that's the name of the game. It's not a conspiracy. Everybody knows this. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Does it mean the world is evil? No. It just means that the media has found a little pocket of uh, success, and that is pissing people off. Don't feed into it, guys. Don't hate your friends. Don't hate the people around you. Think different. Think better. You are not a slave to them. You are your own self. Talk to the other side and try to understand them. If you had a friend, let's say you had a best friend, who decided to join a cult, and this cult... Uh, I don't know. Let's just say they hate five-year-olds. Literally. Five is the evilest number. That means any person who turns five is evil. We need to send them away to Madagascar. All of five-year-olds need to be... Okay. Is your first move... Let's say this seriously happens, and you're like, okay, this is literally nuts. Is your first move to post a meme about them on Facebook and and blast them and publicly crucify them? Is that going to help their situation? No! What would you do? What would a psychologist tell you to do? Probably show them compassion. Try to understand where they're coming from. Find the root of the problem. Take the time because they're a fellow human being. Don't sit and push your <laughs> your morals on them because they're not going to see it. They're not going to understand it. You have to understand them first. Be the bigger person. Stay cool instead. All right, I'm going to get off my soapbox. I just have to say that because it's really on my mind and it's starting to be like, dude, y'all need to ki- kill it. <laughs> it reminds me of like the parents at a child's softball game punching each other in the middle of the field pissed over stupid crap. And the kids are sitting there shrugging their shoulders like, God, like, I just want to play some softball. (laughs) That's what today's politics reminds me of. It's embarrassing. And and I I do love America. I think both sides love America. My, 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 what I'm, all I'm trying to say is, guys, like, be compassionate towards people you may not understand. And if, even if that means it's a political ideology opposite of yours, and I mean opposite of yours, talk to them. Today, (laughs) we had an amazing guest. Her name is Kara Jordan. She owns a shop, a CBD shop, which is a kind of a neat, kind of a neat subject to me because CBD is taking off. It's 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 interesting because it's stock like companies, CBD oil companies that are publicly traded are, are are their stock prices are skyrocketing. It's just incredible. It seems to be taking over the country. I had to get to the bottom of this, figure out what is is really CBD that big a deal? Is it really this like wonder drug that everybody claims it to be? You know, there's a new FDA-approved, you know, uh, I think it's anti-seizure medicine that's like the only one that's FDA-approved that's CBD-based, and that's a big deal. Is there really something to this? I had to find out. So I found this human named Kara Jordan. She is awesome. She owns this shop in, uh, in Texas. They opened up another one. 
Um, and uh, we we got to the bottom of this. It, it was pretty incredible. She survived cancer. She she advocates CBD to to be the remedy to a lot of ailments. Super fascinating uh, individual. Super fascinating take on CBD, guys. Please welcome my neck my next guest, Kara Jordan. It's so funny how you always hear Joe Rogan like talking about like get your mouth a little closer to get there. that sucker right yeah. there. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I love that guy. So mm-hmm. he kind of inspired this. Good. Yeah. yeah. Like he inspired me um, to open my own shop. Like, Are you serious? I, absolutely. Joe Rogan did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listening to it. so whenever I was a speech therapist, you know, driving around for hours and hours, you have to do something with that time sitting in traffic. I used to drive three hours a day, and I would. I found Joe Rogan and never looked back. And he always talks about do something you're happy about, something you're passionate about. And um, even though I loved my job, um, I, I was, you know, really obsessed with health and wellness. And so, yeah. So after a while, I was just like, I'm gonna open my own store because I had already gotten every single person in my life, my family, my friends, even my clients at work on CBD. I was like, okay. The next step is reaching my community, and so here I go. Yeah. Wow! Mm-hmm. I can't believe that. We should we should Instagram that and like or tweet at him and be like, "Yo, yeah, oh my goodness!" I We're so inspired by you, man. Podcast mm-hmm. and storefront, just by that one mm-hmm. little guy. Exactly. He's so neat. I love his whole. That's that's really what I meant by like modeled is that he tries to stay as objective as possible. Is this good in your mm-hmm. ears, by the way? Too yes. loud? Too loud? Or no, too quiet? it's perfect. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah, I, I love how, that he's objective because, like, even if he has like left people on, like mm-hmm. he always kind of. I mean, he's probably left wing, probably a little more. But even mm-hmm. if he has left people on, he plays devil's advocate with I even them. I love that. Yeah. Yes, and calls him out on their bullshit if yeah. he needs to. So I, I've always respected that about him as well. Yeah, it's super cool. It's fascinating. That's what that's what they always say. It's it's fascinating. Or what's the other word? He's like, it's so bizarre. Or so, um, oh man, what's the other one? Oh, I don't like, know. I can almost it's say it's so it. bizarre. Yeah, he has like a bunch of mm-hmm. stuff. He always says They're like, like those go-to phrases, and yeah. then people tell him, and he tries to like watch them. Yeah, <laughs> that should that should be like a drinking game. Yes. How many times you hear? It says bizarre. <laughs> yep. Take a shot. So today's a special day. We're we're rolling, by the way. If that's cool. With you. Okay. All right. We're rocking and rolling. Today is a special day because every day is a special day. Yeah. <laughs> Today's a special day because we have Kara. Is it Johnson? Jordan. Jordan. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Close enough. I will edit that out. Just kidding. I won't. <laughs> uh, so Kara Jordan is here. She owns a uh, CBD shop um, here in Texas. And um, we had her on today to figure out what the heck is going on with this. I, I, what do you call I guess an, you can't just call it an oil. Is it a... Well, absolutely. It's full spectrum hemp oil, which is naturally abundant in CBD. And you're right. It's everywhere now. It's like nobody knew anything about this stuff a year ago. And now you can't walk out your door without being bombarded with CBD. Yeah. Well, what happened? Well, I think people are just waking up. Like we've been a part of this movement for a couple of years now where we're trying to introduce people to more natural remedies. Yeah. Simply because we're tired of popping a pill for every little thing. So that is, you know, has been a passion of mine for a while. And um, and we had the opportunity to franchise with this amazing company called American Shaman. 
And I just have found a good quality oil. Luckily for me, I started off with American Shaman when mm-hmm. I was just a customer. Mm-hmm. And then um, tried a couple other companies, always came back to American Shaman just for just how effective it is. So. Okay. Well, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. We're going to get all to that. So mm-hmm. what? let's just back up for people who don't even know what this is. Like, mm-hmm. What is CBD? What does it stand for? All right. CBD is cannabidiol, and it is one of the many cannabinoids found in the plant cannabis sativa L, also known as industrial hemp. So um, naturally abundant in CBD. Okay. So this is part of, so natural, did you say what hemp? What is it? Industrial hemp. Okay. Natural industrial hemp. Is that like the marijuana plant that everybody knows? Well, cannabis can either be um, hemp or marijuana. Okay. So I think of them as cousins, you know, like you have a chihuahua and a Great Dane because you can breed dogs to have certain characteristics. Well, the same way with plant, uh, marijuana has been bred to be very high in THC and also very low in CBD because CBD actually impedes the high that comes from THC. So they try to get as much of that out as possible. Um, Whereas with industrial hemp oil it's naturally very low in thc and high in cbd okay that makes sense so people pick one or the other when they're purchasing like from a manufacturer they're like i want this or that so you want the hemp if you want cbd and then you want the marijuana plant if you want thc obviously exactly so it kind of depends on what your end goal is you know if you're looking to get high recreation goals to eat a lot of fritos <laughs> so yes and then you would definitely want a big <laughs> marijuana plant you know <laughs> a big one yeah a big one <laughs> so as far as legality in texas where are we at right now well um as of last month they cleared up this whole i guess it came down to that minuscule amount of thc For years, you've been able to get your hands on CBD. Some people said, um, counties, that is, municipalities said no to that minimal amount of THC, and then others welcomed it with open arms. We went to Denton County when we were opening, and they said, you know, it's not going to get you high, so we don't care. Um, All we know is we're seeing, you know, the good in it. So they, they said fine, but Tarrant County, you know, we had stores out there that were getting shut down for having even a minuscule amount of THC that won't get you high. So, yeah. Um, but as of June, it officially has been put into legislation as 100% legal, even that minuscule amount up to 0.3% THC. So a big victory. Um, we're hoping that we'll have a little bit more THC content in the future for those who are really suffering, but this is at least a good start. Okay, so CBD is is what you're after. Um, so what's the difference, just for people who don't know, between mm-hmm. THC and CBD specifically? So we all know THC gets you high, but what is is do you know is there a molecular difference? Is there anything interesting there? Um, well, I mean they're both cannabinoids. Okay. THC uh, interacts with the body differently. Like you have this whole network of receptors in your body and. Um, They're called CB1 and CB2 receptors. And THC impacts both of them directly by directly fitting into those receptors. Whereas CBD does not directly um, impact, well, impacts the receptors, but not directly. It's an indirect way of just helping your body's own natural endocannabinoids function more efficiently. Okay. So by receptors, you mean like neuroreceptors, like in your brain? 
Well, kind of, but um, so your body is equipped with this amazing system. It's called the endocannabinoid system, and your brain produces endocannabinoids that touch on this network of receptors throughout your body. And the whole job of this system is to regulate. I'm sorry, I get like really dorky when it comes to this stuff. Get dorky. Let's get dorky. So amazing. That's the name of this podcast. (laughs) It's Let's Get Dorky with CBD. Yes. Oh, I love it. That's me all day, every day. I just get all giddy talking about it. So CBD or these CB receptors, like, oh, your endocannabinoid system is in charge of regulating. So if anything starts to um, go out of balance, like if your immune system's out of balance, you're going to have inflammation that builds up throughout your body. And that can present as pain, as anxiety, and even the list goes on from there. Mm -hmm. But your body is equipped with a system that's meant to heal itself or kind of correct these imbalances. Um, The problem is our brains are just not producing enough endocannabinoids to combat our good old American diet. Um, (laughs) A lot of other things. I mean, genetics. Do you think that Americans (laughs) aren't healthy? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like you would not believe we have so many people walk into our store and and you can just you just know that, you know, they don't have the healthiest of lifestyles and Uh they're looking for CBD to be like the quick fix, you know. (laughs) Well, there's I just want to be able to give them like a whole spiel on you know how much inflammation builds up throughout our system from sugar and from some of these inflammatory foods and I stopped myself you know but I do try to tell them that CBD is just one part of the problem um, and why they're hurting so bad Mm -hmm. Um, however you know for people that do want to still you know eat their quarter pounder once in a while or every day um, CBD is a good add-on to kind of counteract some of the damage we are doing to our body because I get asked a lot of the time, like, am I going to have to take this for the rest of my life, you know? And, yeah. um, and I say, well, you know, you can make some changes, you know, whether it's meditating for 30 minutes a day or intense exercise or switching up your diet for some healthier habits. All those things will kind of naturally rebuild your endocannabinoid system to where it's working a little bit um, better to balance out these, um, I don't know, all these problems that start to go yeah. get everything out of whack. Well, anything that helps, honestly, because America, as everyone knows, is not exactly the healthiest eaters of all time. But so just to recap, we have, so CBD was, was it discovered back in the day, like whenever they were you know, researching the marijuana planet, I'm sure like back in the whatever, 50s and 40s, they discovered CBD at that point and then decided, you know, this whole plan is is not uh, like fit for the public. They legalized it, but what kind of started the whole um, legalization process? Like, was there advocates or how did it, how does it, how is it prevalent right now in, in the oh, government? Oh man, there's so much there. Okay, so... THC um, was discovered way back in the day uh, as a cannabinoid. And in um, the ongoing studies that they were doing on how THC directly affects our brains and our bodies, they they stumbled across CBD, this other cannabinoid. And that was back in the early 90s. This Israeli scientist discovered it because Israel is way ahead of the game. With, so, with what? With all the research on hemp health. Why are they able to research it more? Well, their government funds the studies. They okay. grow the okay. hemp. I mean, they use it to as a 
as a remedy for all kinds of conditions. And lo and behold, they don't even have near as many of the conditions that we Americans have. You mean health conditions? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, uh, so they, they've been ahead of the game for a while and they just are utilizing, you know, what's readily available. And so is part of our research about CBD coming from them? Absolutely. So okay. he, uh, I can't remember his name at the moment, but he discovered uh, cannabidiol and mm. how it interacts a little bit. It's They're still studying how it interacts with our bodies. Like it's such a crazy no. um, mechanism going on, a whole bunch of different things going on at one time um, is why we are getting such relief from it. Um, but also this is what will kind of infuriates me. So our good old United States of America patented cannabinoids back in 1999. Hmm. And so this patent goes through about how all the benefits of cannabinoids and combating oxidative stress conditions that um, are due to aging, like Alzheimer's, dementia, even cancer. Mm -hmm. Talk about how particularly advantageous cannabidiol is. And that was back in 1999. So 20 years ago, our government knew how beneficial these were this plant was but but you know i mean i hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist but i feel like they don't you're the, make you're on the right podcast <laughs> <laughs> i feel like they just don't make money if we're well you know and, and cancer being a multi-billion dollar industry you mean the government well or just the, the government economy? the pharmaceutical industries that um, have these lobbyists, you know, line the pocket of our government officials. I feel like the government and the pharmaceutical industry and, you know, including the FDA, they're all in bed together, you know, and it's, yeah. and it's frustrating for me because I know for me, my CBD for the last couple of years has been this supplement that I take that has the prescription strength power with all, without all the nasty side effects that I have been you know, experiencing with my other pain medications, sleep medications, and um, anything that pretty much that I've been prescribed over the last 20 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, why can't pharma just pick up CBD? I mean, you know what I mean? Well, they are scrambling now. Uh. So for, it's from my understanding, they have about four, well, they have one product already FDA approved that they do use in hospitals for kiddos with seizures. And I heard about that. They have about four others that they're... And that's the only one, right, that's like FDA approved, which is it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Like the FDA has approved a CBD, CBD product, which means they study it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. Yes, they recognize all the benefits, yet still make it hard for us to get our hands on. I wonder why, though. Like, I, is it really a conspiracy? Like, that just seems like it's not that advantageous to make it illegal. You know, I don't really see the big... Maybe it's to them it's like a slippery slope. They're like, well, if we legalize this, this thing, then who's what's next? You know? Well, and that's exactly why it was prohibited in the first place. Okay. So it was, they kind of threw the baby out with the bathwater, you know, like they they didn't see a way to make hemp, you know, keep hemp around and prohibit marijuana, which during that reefer madness generation media, did you know that media kind of affects people in a weird way where they start fearing what they hear and oh, well of course <laughs> that's the name of the game oh my goodness so it, it drives me crazy the media will blow anything out of proportion well, the media is abhorrent mm-hmm. especially today yeah yeah but the media is the same as it's ever been in my opinion like it's horrible now but it's always mm-hmm. been kind of skewed you know well look at this reefer madness you know that was back in you know the 30s and 
it scared the heck out of everyone. Like everyone thinks that, you know, yeah, it was all these Mexican immigrants that were coming in and taking over and. I don't know. I won't even say some of the things that you could yeah. read in the papers. Oh, we were so racist back then. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's sort of shocking sometimes to hear things that even, you know, sometimes have you ever watched the office? Mm-hmm. There's sometimes times like, so I, I'm, I was re- a religious watcher of that show. <clears throat> it's one of my faves. And there was, you know, and I'd rewatch it every now and then to fall asleep or something. And there's sometimes, and I've seen that show a thousand times, but there's sometimes now in 2019 with my 2019 years where I'm like, oh my Uh, God, they would never get away with that. I know. They would never, ever get, there was, I I don't remember what it was specifically, but there was like, there was a part where Michael was like imitating a a very stereotypical, like Hispanic person to Oscar, the Mexican guy in the office. And he just like, I'm like, dude, they would be they would have a riot outside of that building. Like they would be, there would be a lawsuit, you know, they would be mm-hmm. blasted on Twitter, condemned on the news. Like, Oh my gosh, Michael Scott is nuts. so racist. I know, but it's funny. Like, like unintentionally. Yeah. He just doesn't know. It's just funny. He sort of pleads ignorance the whole time, which is kind of like the thing of his character, but exactly. I don't know where, where are you at on that? Cause I think that, I don't know. I'm just wondering, like, have we really advanced by being this angry? at people for saying things here and there. No, I'm so tired of the whole play the victim culture that we have going on. It's like, have your opinion and, you know, stick up for yourself, Mm -hmm. but don't be mad at somebody else for having their own opinion, you know, to each their own, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you know, I don't don't know. No, I'm with you. But they'll claim, well, you're being hateful. You know, if you make, if you, if you dress up as a Mexican person, for instance, for Halloween, they might think like, wow, look at your culture appropriation. You're u- literally using my culture as some sort of game. And was that that little four-year-old's intention? No. no. Yeah, they're not being hateful. But they're also not being sensitive. And mm-hmm. so there's the problem. But to me, I'm just like, is that really progression there? Right, right. I don't know. I think you're putting a lot of focus on something that's just no big deal. Like it probably didn't cross that little kid's mind. Who cares? Like move on. Don't try and take offense to every little thing. Yeah. But I get where they're coming from too. They're like, you know, I want my culture to be respected. And and after years of racism, as we talked about in America, they're like, dude, you know, you guys don't get to make fun of us anymore, actually. You know, I I can kind of see where they're coming from in that respect. But at the end of the day, like if we're really trying to get along, which America desperately needs to do, I know we're so ridiculously off topic, mm-hmm. then I don't know if that's a step in the right direction. But that's just my opinion. I don't know. I don't know what the step is. I know. Is. What do you even do about it? Maybe it's... smoke a lot of, I mean, <laughs> how do you say that you take CBD? Do you say, you don't say smoke it, obviously. Well, you can vape CBD. You can even smoke CBD. So, you can yes, smoke CBD? Some of these people need to smoke, to smoke some hemp. So it's called hemp flower. Okay. It looks and smells just like weed, in my opinion. Is it like synthetic weed? No, no. You you have real hemp because um, K2, is that what it's called? Yep. Synthetic marijuana. Mm-hmm. Horrible for you. Yes. Horrible. Yes. And um, hemp flower. And you is- can tell, too. Oh, really? Yes. Like, really? I, I went on, in, I think it was in high school or maybe early college. I tried that, and it's... It feels like you're poisoned, in my opinion. It's just, really? you, yeah, I feel poisoned. I feel like this is, it feels so man-made. It has that chemical, that horrible, fe- chemical feeling. It has that feeling. I hated it. But anyway, continue. Yeah, I heard it's really harsh on your lungs. Like, is it? It makes you cough up stuff. I don't know. That's uh, 
black. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> smoking hemp. So this has become one of our biggest products. And we were so confused at the get go. Okay. So as soon as we opened our doors, we started having people come in asking for flour. And in my head, I'm Here's thinking, a bag of flour. yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> F-L-O-U-R, yeah. right? I'm thinking, oh, wow, you can even bake with this stuff. That is so cool. We yeah. can have CBD brownies and uh, well, um, I was way off because eventually, you know, about five days later, we had a guy come in like, y'all want some hemp flour to sell on your shelves? And and he's one of the local distributors. And I look at it and my mind was just blown. I'm looking at it and smelling it and I am freaking out. Like, how in the world are we going to be able to get away with this? Is this legal? Uh-huh. And and, it, and then I smoked it that night and realized, OK, yeah, this is legal because you don't get the head high. You don't have that scatterbrain, that paranoia, that burst of euphoria. It's just all the benefits of CBD in a smokable version. So we have a lot of people that are on blood thinners, people that just had surgery. And um, let's see, someone else that's trying to just stop the habit of smoking marijuana. Mm -hmm. Those are the people that usually will go for the hemp flower because you get that instant calm. You get all the benefits as far as pain, anxiety, and sleep, and anti-nausea, and um, just without the head high. So Now, is any of these claims that you're making researched, is it backed by anything solid that you can point to? Well, we ha- there's scientific study after study that shows um, how CBD interacts with our bodies and um, backing up the claims for anxiety, for seizures, uh, Uh, A lot of it has to do with how your neurotransmitters communicate effectively. And so they absolutely have documented. Um, CBDproject.org is a huge website that I will turn to when people come come at me with conditions that I have never heard of, health conditions. Um, I'm like, is it good for CBD? Can CBD help me with this? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know, but let's look it up together. And that's my go-to site. So Why do you pick them? Well, projectcbd.org has nothing but scientific studies. And so it's just study after study that um, you can, that's categorized by condition. So you can literally go through this whole list of conditions from A to Z and click on it and find all the studies that they have done um, with how cannabis affects that condition. Mostly on mice and rats, but a lot of human trials do. So there's not a lot of human trials. I mean, so comparatively, there's not a lot of human experiment. Yeah. I, I guess experiments, but maybe mm-hmm. a bad word, but they're not testing on humans, in other words, as much. Is that true? Um, there's a lot of experimenting going on that they won't do on humans, like in terms of what's the toxic level for CBD, and oh, they're not like going to experiment just cranking that. It, like, yeah, just as much as possible. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they won't do that because they did find that in mice there is a level that you can get to, but you would have to drink a lot of CBD oil, you know, with a very high absorption rate to even touch that, you know. So what is the like effect of when you're taking CBD? What are you experiencing? Are you fixing relaxation? Can you relate it to anything similar? Right. So it depends on how you take it. If you vape it or smoke it, you're inhaling CBD. And even though you're getting microscopic, a microscopic amount compared to if you were to take a dropper full of the oil, mm. um, you, you would instantly feel the effect, which is a relaxing calm. 
So it's particularly advantageous for people with these heavy duty anxiety disorders or panic disorders where you need it to act very quickly to kind of stop a panic attack in its tracks. Mm. So not really a high or a burst of euphoria, more like getting rid of these negative emotions and feelings that are very prevalent in the moment. And you just feel that relaxing calm as a result of their going away. So, Okay, so when you smoke like regular weed mm-hmm. at a party, do you f- experience any, I guess you don't have to be at the party, <laughs> anywhere, in a tree. In my bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> while my oh. kids are. <laughs> <laughs> no. How does that work? <laughs> so when, when you tell your kids, yeah, we sell stuff and it's kind of polarized right now and some people think it's illegal or wrong and some it's illegal in some states. Is there any sort of like moral weird conversation you have to have with them or you're just like, yeah, this is what we do and we believe in it. How do you just, how do you tell your kids about it? Or is that a hard question? (laughs) It really is kind of because we have friends that smoke marijuana Mm. and I'm not going to lie. Like we've smoked marijuana, you know, on a, who hasn't smoked marijuana? Let's be real. Email me if you've not smoked marijuana. Thank you. Please. And, and, and no judgments if you haven't or have, Mm -hmm. I'm just curious, like who out here that's listening to this? Has never tried it. Has never tried it. To marijuana virgins. Yeah. I mean. Never ran across it ever? Like, I don't know. I wonder if there's a person that's just like, no, that's a drug. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do drugs. We meet a lot of those people day in and day out, they actually. They come to your shop? Yeah. What? And they come they, to your shop just to like tear, tear things oh up? Oh my gosh. No, they are. You can see them walking in. They're looking over their shoulder. Uh-huh. They are. Oh, uh, funny. Is you this can spot marijuana? Them. You know? Oh, absolutely. And the funniest thing is the restaurant next door to us um, is a favorite for all the Louisville Police Department. And so they're there um, the throughout the week. Yes, the yeah. police officers. Our parking lot is full of cop cars <laughs> uh, many times throughout the week. And then you see these people. That's a meme waiting to happen to someone take a photo of mm-hmm. all the cop cars outside your CBD shop. Yes, anyway. <laughs> yes. Well, and then you see these people sitting in their car for a good 15 minutes before they even come in, just like looking like they're busy on their phone, like um, looking around. Um, you can see oh, them. Funny. It is so, it is to me, but. So this is like a, a fascination right now with mm-hmm. the with the general public right because it is for me because i only knew so i'll tell you my preconceived notions before i wrote an article about it this year okay which was that cbd and this will sound judgmental cbd was an avenue for for people who wanted to legalize weed to finally sort of weasel its way into legislation to get mm-hmm. it weed legalized just because it's basically like people just want to smoke weed and sell weed stepping stone they're just like yo let's do the cbd thing it's has some medical benefit you know i bet legislation will go for that that yes. so that was my how what i thought it was is mm-hmm. any is there any diet truth weed. to that yeah you hear diet that? weed <laughs> um there absolutely is a lot of people that come to our store looking that you know smoke marijuana or are uh-huh. waiting on the edge of their seat looking <laughs> waiting for it to be legalized and they are yeah. you know using this as a crutch until that happens really as a crutch <clears throat> It's a lot of old people that really want to get high and they don't have any sources. Like, I, I, like there's so many times I want to like hook them up with my guy. <laughs> yeah. But I don't. I swear I don't. It's like keep business and personal separate. 
Um, That's so funny. Because also, and then back to your question earlier, I have a 12-year-old daughter mm-hmm. who is a miniature police officer. So anytime anybody <laughs> comes a- over, yes. Oh my like, God. Anytime, like she can smell it from a mile away and she'll come right up to our friends like or me and just give you that eye, that disapproving look, you know, like oh I can't God. believe it. You're smoking. And that was about two years ago when me and my husband were just like, okay, we can't smoke around our kid anymore, obviously, because she put she, us in jail. Yeah, she's the well, she just recognizes that skunky smell and and knows that it's illegal. So it's illegal. Mm-hmm. So we just, you know, have to set that example, I suppose, for the time being. So, but you explained to her thoroughly that CBD is not THC. Yeah. So you had to have, that's so funny. You had mm-hmm. to have like the talk, but it's like CBD is not THC. We're selling something totally legal. Mm-hmm. And she is totally fine with it. But we like, we get our flower in the mail and, uh, uh, and it comes in little bags and we put them in little jars to keep it fresh. And so a lot of times I'll have my 12 year old, like unpackaging the little, the little like, baggies no. and putting them in jars and labeling them like the various strains, like Maui Wowie. And <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Cause she's always looking for ways to make money at summertime. And Heck yeah. so it's funny to see her with like a pile of green in front of her, even though it's not marijuana, but it's still hilarious in my mind being that she used to always get on our case for having it anywhere around. Um, so now she's, um, she's packaging for us. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so fun. What a world we live in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's medical benefit. It's been studied. And there's a whole school of thought. Or there's a whole other side of people who are like, I don't believe any of this. What are yep. they saying? Why are they wrong or right? So there's a lot of people that I think are looking. So the top three reasons people come to see us are for pain, anxiety, and sleep trouble. Okay. How do they know that? Like, how do they know I... I I know CBD will counteract these these ailments. Honestly, I think it's word of mouth. Okay. So they have, you know, Wanda that sits in the cubicle next to them who says, oh, yeah, I've been taking CBD and I'm sleeping like a baby, mm-hmm. you know, whenever you start complaining about how you just can't shut off the old brain at night, right? Well, um, so people will come in looking for relief from sleep, from anxiety or pain um, because it worked for their friend. But they're also on benzos, they're on pain pills, they're on sleep medications. And I think what's going on half the time that people say that CBD just doesn't work is they're expecting it to feel like a benzo. Right. They're expecting it to feel like a Norco. Right. Or um, knock knock them on their ass like an Ambien. Just out, yeah. And it just like most natural supplements and and herbs... It just does not work that way. Sure. So you do get that relaxing calm, but there's it's very subtle. You know, like I said earlier, it's more like getting rid of these negative emotions and feelings. What do you say negative emotions? Like how does CBD get rid of negative emotions? So when you have anxiety, so when I say negative emotions, I mean like anxiety. Um, Not like I hope I don't get busted by this cop later mm -hmm, mm because I have a lot of weed. That's a panic. That's (laughs) a panic. And I would hit my vape so fast. (laughs) Like, you know, when your heart starts beating. I don't know. Have you ever had a panic attack? Yeah, I had one. Actually, I called an ambulance because i thought i was having a heart attack like really? I, I never ha- i don't have anxiety i mean i do sometimes but natural anxiety. naturally anxiety right. yeah I don't, i'm not anxious but that i was i had no idea what was happening to me it was the right. worst feeling i ever felt i was like i was literally my body was on full alarm 
Your heart starts pounding. Yeah. And I was on a business trip. So I was out in Missouri, like with this, one of my coworkers and I was in a hotel room and I, I had, I was at a, I was, she goes to bed early. So I just went to the neighboring Applebee's, got a big beer, which I normally do. And, um, I just started to feel out of control and I had no idea. And so I ran to my room and I called my dad who was a doctor and I was like, what's happening? And, and, and then like in the middle, it just got like quadrupled all of a sudden. Oh, and I just hung up on him and called my one. I'm like, I'm having a heart attack. Oh, and I, wow. I thought I was dead. I was like, this is it. And I like ran to the um, hotel lobby. And so they could find me. That was the first thing I thought. They came and got me and they just, the EMTs were just like almost bored of me. I was just like, oh, I'm going to die. Like, okay. Were they like, what kind of drugs are you on? Yeah, no, I was, well, I was 27 and I was in like full work attire and they're just like, what? You're not having a heart attack. You're 27 years old. Like, shut up. That could happen. I know. It's rare though. And they're like, whatever. And I was like, I'm having a heart attack. And like, you're talking right now. So you're not having a heart attack. Like, you're not going to die. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they're like, hey, you had a panic attack. Just so you know. And really? So what triggered that though? Was nothing. It just, really? That's why I thought it was a nowhere. hard thing. I w- that's why I didn't think panic attack because it was, I was just sitting having a beer. Maybe it was the first like being in a, no, because I've traveled a million times. So I actually, I genuinely have no clue. Really? Yeah. Well, that used to happen to me in the middle of the night. Let's oh, in the middle of the night? So I, I knew, because I always ask what triggers these panic attacks to customers that walk in. Because, you know, it, there's a big difference between somebody that's just getting constant panic attacks and somebody that has, you know, something going on in their life what's, that's going to cause a little bit of panic. Yeah, yeah. And I used to have that where I'd wake up in the middle of the night with this sense of dread, like yeah. s- this looming dread, like something horrible is about to happen. Uh-huh. My heart is pounding. I feel this this need to just move like really suddenly and fast, you know, like the restless leg syndrome. Yeah. <clears throat> but like with my whole body. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was, so that was how I, my first introduction into panic, with panic attacks about five years ago. Wow. And before that, I re- really had never experienced high level anxiety before and it's horrible yeah it's horrible it's just this dreadful feeling like somebody just kidnapped my son and i have no idea where he could possibly be all i know he's is he's getting further and further and further that is the kind of feeling that i had in my the pit of my stomach and my chest when i would just wake up in the middle of the night wow so i know that I really empathize with people that experience that on a daily basis. Can you imagine like what you went through where you were, you had that feeling that prompted you to call 911. Yeah. Like literally called the 911. Well, there are people that have panic disorders that experience that day in and day out. And it's not from life circumstances. That's just, you know, their body is going through something at a cellular level Either those neurotransmitters aren't communicating effectively. And I was just reading an article the other day about how a lot of anxiety that we have is indicative of inflammation that builds up in our gut where you get that whole gut brain connection. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's triggered by even the foods that we eat. Yeah, I can see that there's a lot of interesting research on gut health. Mm-hmm. That they say like gut can actually affect your mood. A lot of nutrition. I just wrote a website for this nutritionist, and there and there, and I found that that your gut health, as they call it, can genuinely affect your mood. And I guess that totally coincides with it affecting anxiety. Absolutely, that's crazy. 
So the best news about CBD, so getting back to what happens when you take CBD, how do you feel? When you take inhalants, you are, the, the molecules of CBD are going directly into your blood system, into your blood, into your brain. So you're going to have an instant calm within seconds, you know, which is important. And then, but the most popular thing that we sell, 90% of what we sell is your daily regimen oil. So that, that's the dropper full of oil. How is that administered? So you take a half a dropper first thing in the morning, um, mix it into a little bit of water for the water soluble. And then we have a sublingual tincture that you just drop it right under your tongue oh. and try to hold it there for as long as you can. Ideally, we're, beer, so we're having some some burrs. How far some are you on that beer, by the way? Um, like to here. Okay, you said you were a beer girl earlier, I know. and I'm having a hard time leaving you. <laughs> I am. I totally am a beer girl. So you drop it under. T- so the desired effect is basically for for anybody. It's just a, a a calm sense and of well-being in a way. But it's like a sense of it. Is it a is it a body high or is it just sort of a mental relaxer? Is it a also when you physical? smoke it, you do get that body high okay. where you're just ultra relaxed. Um, when you vape it, you can get that body high. It's more of um, just a calming. Um, and then when you drop it under your tongue, you do get that calming sensation. Uh, maybe not as fast as the vape. Um, but you do get that feeling more so if you are feeling anxiety. Okay. So that is the biggest thing. If you deal with anxiety, we usually recommend the tinctures or the vape if you can, if you vape, um, because you're going to have that quick reaction where you're just feeling calm and collected mm. and getting rid of that panic. And then we have people come in that don't have any anxiety, don't have any pain, don't have any sleep troubles. They're just wondering, what's the CBD all about and should I take it? Yeah. And even then... That would be me. I'd be like, hi, I'm an idiot. Please tell (laughs) me what CBD is. Right, right. Well, I, I still... I always tell people, you're not over 40, but anybody over the age of 40, I always recommend you get on some kind of regimen. If you're healthy and active, like you may not have to take it every day, but there are so many properties of CBD that make it beneficial to use as a as a dietary supplement. Really? Absolutely. Okay, this is starting to sound like a wonder drug, like you can attribute any good thing to it and it just works. Is it's is there is there a portion of this that might be she's holding <laughs> up a book called The Hemp Miracle by Carol Merlo. Merlo, M E D. Yes. So I only hold this up because in my opinion, she's hit me in the face with it. Right. This now. is the miracle plant. This plant is, in my opinion, can save the world if we just allow it to. Really? So not only are you getting all the health benefits um, when you have things go wrong, when you have pain, when you have anxiety, when you have sleep trouble, when you have cancer, when you have um, Parkinson's and the list goes on for about a five mile journey, you know, we have of what people come in to see us for. Um, but even if nothing's going wrong, this is a powerful antioxidant. And so oxidative stress is to our body like rust is to iron. It speeds up the aging process by breaking down our cells. And every day we lose more cells and, and that's, and that's just part of life, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's why it's so important that we take antioxidants. 
That's right. why you always hear people talking about blueberries and pomegranates wine. and garlic wine. and wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, this is like an antioxidant on steroids. Not only, um, so a lot of people come in trying to get off of pain pills that are taking, giving their liver like the ultimate pummeling every day, day in and day out. Not only does CBD not damage your liver, but actually repairs and protects your liver. How do you know that? Well, the only reason I, I say that is just because I've read some scientific studies on liver and CBD um, specifically mm -hmm. because, you know, I want I, I have been through chemo that took a toll on my liver. I, I like my beer. You know, I'm always looking out for liver health. And uh, and that is and whenever I read mm -hmm. the effects of CBD on the liver and how they you know, can protect it even from alcohol um, induced damage. Um, it's just intriguing to me. <laughs> so you, so was there any, so you had cancer and, uh, and yes. you beat it. And would you attribute anything CBD related to the success of that? No. Okay. Because um, this was almost 14 years ago. Okay. And CBD hadn't really come on the scene, although I really wish it had been around back then for many of the symptoms that I experienced with chemo. We have a lot of customers that come in for chemo related symptoms like nausea and just feeling like awful. shit. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so CBD can kind of help with that. Um, it does. I, I do think that it was a blessing um, because having cancer at such an early age, I was 23 years old oh my God. and finding out that you're, you have a bone cancer that, um, oh my God. well, luckily like it was the type of cancer osteosarcoma where it's a juvenile cancer. It typically only happens to kiddos between the age of, you know, eight and 24 and I was 23. And, uh, I think that Having cancer started my whole research into health and wellness. Okay. And that, that I poured sense. myself into the research. <laughs> I read every book I can get my hands on. Mm -hmm. I was in the hospital a lot. So, I mean, I had a lot of time on my hands. And I realized that I had been pumping my body full of toxins my entire life. And not only that, I was trying to lose the baby weight. I had my first kid. And it was all during the low-fat craze, right? Where, like... That was product the enemy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I really, truly believe. So there's this um, awesome doctor that from Longo. She's long dead. But Dr. Budwig from Germany, she did a lot of cancer research and how to um, beat cancer naturally. And I read into a lot of her literature and she talks about tumor development as related to um, nutrient deficiencies mm. and a lot of. Um, our endocannabinoid system depends on our consumption of these essential fatty acids like mm. omega-3, 6, and 9. This is why diet is so important. People really forget that. Yes. Dude, eat a vegetable, mm -hmm. eat a fruit, and eat a meat. It's not rocket eat a fish. science. It's really not. But it's I not. Know. But it takes time to cook. It's not as delicious as a Happy Meal. It's not as happy as a Happy Meal. You're hot. Turn it on. <laughs> Are you hot? Turn it on. No, no. I saw a cat or something out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> These cats are the worst. So I have an old cat lady that lives next door and okay. she has 11 really? cats. Really? Oh my god. Well, gosh. they're all outdoor except for two. And they will come, like they'll sit on this windowsill and they'll just like sit and just kind of watch. Oh, creepy. And just stare. And they'll, or they'll like try to kill the bugs like that are trying to get 
I love cats and they're hilarious, but maybe not 11 at a time. I saw that one scamper up the tree like I was walking it when I was walking it. It's a madhouse and they'll fight too. They're like, oh, I hate cat fights. And I'll walk outside and one's just like furless. Like, Like, I think my two biggest fears in life are animals fighting and animals mating. I don't know why. It just like really throws me off. You mean like being in the presence? It makes me feel very unsettled. (laughs) That can make anyone feel unsettled. Yeah, I have this like childhood memory that will forever haunt me, like just of this bigger cat. Well, you obviously have to tell that story now. (laughs) No, just that's all it was. Like I was pulling out of um, the driveway with my mom, and there was this bigger cat, like completely dominating this little (laughs) kitten. In my mind, it was just a small cat, but just hearing the and just like that will forever haunt my nightmares for as long as I live. And so now I just have this thing about animals mating and fighting. It's just like, ah. Uh. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I know, isn't it? Like, yeah, am I alone weird. in this? Like, my husband makes fun of me all the time. <laughs> like, he thinks it's hilarious whenever I get all freaked out. <laughs> no, that's weird. Mm-hmm. That's they get weird. stuck together and. Ugh. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to turn this towards that. That's. <laughs> Kind of weird. <laughs> you have no idea the tangents that have gone on in, in this on this podcast. It is, it is a uh, quite quite something to behold. I love it. I love people have been so cool so far. I have to tell you, they have been the neatest. It is so unique, and you you included. You know, you guys are all doing. This is what I like about you. This is what I like about all of them. Is that you guys are doing something? Not I don't want to call it crazy because that sounds like it's crazy. But I mean, as opposed to normal. Like right. You're you're out there, you're doing something that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I can kind of see the C B D thing though, because like when I look at those stock like online, they are mm-hmm. rocketing off. And I'm like, dude, people need to get so my my um old boss, I won't say who it is, but he's listening to this now. But right. um he uh he invested in this like dispensary that and he bought it at like forty five cents a share or something. It's like seventy two bucks a share now. Oh my gosh! I have met I have customers that are semi famous. Like I'm not gonna name drop right now. Please I'm, name drop. No. Come like, on, come I can't, on. Basketball I player, football player. No. Oh, no. I know it's the bowling for soup dudes. <laughs> I'll tell you off the air just because like, but he's, I have to he, know. he is um well. He told me that he had invested in marijuana stocks years ago mm-hmm. and he's already rich, but like now is just like just killing stupid it. rich, yeah. you know, God, I should have never has that. to work a day. In so can life. people still invest in C? Do you know anything about like CBMD investing? Obviously you started a business, but, um, I wish I knew more. I'm so afraid of the stock market Why? because I have seen people's lives ruined and enhanced. And enhanced, but most um, the people I'm close to, like specifically one of my friends, her husband was a multimillionaire, mm-hmm. like had everything he could ever ask for and invested in the stock market and lost everything. <sighs> he shouldn't have bet all his money in the stock market. I know, I don't know. What ha- well, he was not good at it, apparently. And I just don't know where to even start because you know how you get bombarded with all those little Facebook ads and emails saying, yes. hey, invest in cannabis stock right now. How can you even know which one to go with? You should. If you have like expendable money, like even five grand. This mm-hmm. guy spent, I think, five grand. And he he's making stupid money from this still. Like well, this, I'm going to do that. As soon as I have like a, like a, a extra cool five. five yeah. yeah, as soon as um 
our stores are rocking and rolling and we have all our debts paid off and a little college savings started up for the kiddos. Um, So maybe, hopefully in like five months. Maybe that (laughs) $5,000 could be your college savings for the kiddos. Yeah, you're right. Okay, don't take investment advice from me because I'm going to feel bad like when that company fails and the kids don't go to college and it's all my Well, because there's only about $5 billion to choose from. Yeah, I know, right? So that's what makes it so difficult for me. Like, which one do you grow with? Like, who do you trust when you are looking for advice in that? So, of course, people are going to be promoting what they've been paid to promote, um, whether it's a dead end or not. You know, so that part to me is scary, but intriguing. And I really want to do it because I know that as soon as it's legalized across the board. It's going to be nuts. There are so many companies right now that are fledgling that are going to be booming. And so, so we are, is everybody really, it's not right too now? late. Are they just sort of like waiting on this legalization thing to happen? Yeah, no, there's a lot of really good companies out there for, you know, throughout Oregon, Washington, California that are supplying the needs of those states, Colorado, of course. And um, but as soon as everyone's on board, it's not nearly enough. There's room for everybody at this table <laughs> and not just for smoking. So this is what I wanted to really get down to. Okay. okay. Get down on so it. So this is the best part about hemp, saving the world, right? So we know about the medicinal benefits of hemp, therapeutic benefits. We know about the therapeutic or the recreational benefits of cannabis. But everything that you can make with paper, with metal, with plastic can be made with hemp in a more... Um, eco-friendly and biodegradable manner everything everything in this entire house can be made with hemp but wood and is made out or paper's made out of wood and that's always recycled and right well wood is from trees that take you know years and years and years to mature whereas hemp takes four months and not only do they mature in four months to where you can start making paper and whatever else you want to make from them they are replenishing the soil. They clean the soil. So rotating around your crops is going to clean the soil to make our other food more nutrient dense. Mm-hmm. Also, I heard I heard this um, in a talk, like a TED talk one time. So this is not my story. I did not make this up. <laughs> but I also did not verify it. But it sounds really good because whatever you can, wherever you plant hemp, it's going to suck whatever's in the soil into the stock. Now, if you're going to use it for therapeutic benefits, that can be a bad thing because there could be heavy metals and pesticides, right? Mm-hmm. However, if you are planting it in you know, soil that is toxic, like um, for instance, like where Chernobyl is, if you were to plant a whole crop full of hemp in the Chernobyl soil mm-hmm. and then you have it grow to maturity, And then you take those stalks and you make it into a pulp. And then you add lime, not the fruit, but lime. Oh, L-Y-M-E. Exactly. Is that that right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you add your lime. Then you can make bricks from this pulp. And you can build a house that not only will last 200 years, but it will continue to purify the air. So that's pretty crazy. As we all know, the air we breathe is toxic. Mostly the air that we breathe inside the house is more toxic than the air we breathe outside. Is that true? And so absolutely. Why the heck is that true? Just because you you don't have like... Like we're living in AC and air purifiers inside. Right, right. But um, not everyone has purifiers. And um, 
whatever is on your carpet or built up. It kind of depends on how cleanly you are, but oh, um, messy. <laughs> so messy. Like what all that builds up and there's microbials everywhere and hemp is naturally antimicrobial. And so mm. it will continue to suck in the toxins in, in your home and filter out the impurities. <clears throat> mm. So I thought that was really interesting. I love like learning about all the miraculous benefits of hemp. And our America is is a nation where we buy everything. We buy from China and all over 70% mm-hmm. of everything that we have, we buy. Like we used to have a big textile industry back in the day. Yep. And you know, instead now we outsource. So we could grow hemp, which there are farmers waiting on the edge of their seat for the, to, oh, yeah. just for the word to just say grow because I think Mar- Marlboro, I think is in on that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's going to not only cleanse their soil for them so that the, the rest of their crops that they yield are more nutrient dense and pure. It's also, um, uh, you can kick up that textile industry, anything we used to, like the Ford model T was made with hemp, you know, really back in. So hemp is so ingrained in human civilization because of all of its uses. And they, I mean, cloth and, um, was the biggest one, but, um, everything for every car part that we have available now can be made with hemp and it, and then it would be more biodegradable. You can even take the oil from hemp and use it to, make your body more healthy and you can use it to fuel your car. Like there are so many benefits to hemp. So if we can get all of our farmers across America, um, growing hemp instead of penalizing them for growing hemp, then we're going to get America back on track. So we're not having to import all these goods, give people jobs and also make our environment a better place because, one acre of hemp produces more oxygen than 10 acres of trees. Wow. Yeah. And it grows to maturity in four months. And you can chop it down, whereas that takes decades for a tree. Sure. So that is, that is one of the, the... We're part of this movement trying to bring hemp to the forefront. Because I think people just... They, they take something that they've heard from somebody else and take it as fact when they don't care to educate themselves on all the benefits of this miraculous plant that has just kind of been swept under the rug um, because of its cousin, good old marijuana, right? Right. So hemp, I, I challenge you guys out there, research all the benefits of hemp. It is amazing what you'll but find is there out. anything non-bio? I mean, because like, obviously the research is going to be, for lack of a better word, pro-hemp. Like, of course, they're going to find supporting evidence, you know, um, that that would advocate it. But are they finding, but nothing is absolutely perfect. And I think that is really where my, if I had any one thing to say about it is like, it just sounds too good to be true. And anything that is, probably is. And I'm wondering, like, are we just attributing all this stuff to it in order to legalize it, in order to, you know, um, advocate it for profit, for instance, or is it really this good? You know what I mean? I challenge anyone to find something negative about hemp. Like, ser- I, there is nothing. Every, time, every day I read something about hemp. Something, some kind of article. I get lots of articles. I read books. I listen to podcasts. Whatever I can get my hands on about my product so I can 
you know, is extend the knowledge to somebody else. And I, I have never read anything negative about hemp. And I even... Um, but wouldn't that heed credence to bias a little bit? Like, if you've never heard anything about negative about hemp, like, has anybody studied it objectively, including right? the FDA? I mean, the FDA, obviously, I mean, I guess they don't have a problem with it in epilepsy for, or helping with epilepsy for kids, but like, Mm -hmm. obviously. What about a more sustainable fuel source? Like, hemp is a, like, for, you mean like, for cars? Yeah. You can power your car with hemp oil. I mean, is that like economically viable? Absolutely. And way. Is there enough in reserve to do that? You can just keep growing it. It grows to maturity in four months, just Mm. over and over and over. It's so much more sustainable than like the limited amount that we have that's concrete in our, in our underneath the soil. So, Mm. um, I think that people just need to look up the facts, you know, and well, and what, you know why hemp was outlawed originally? No. Because it. It was hard to process. They they used slaves to process hemp. And that was the only way they could um, break it down and get it separated so that it was a viable commodity, viable resource. Sure. Well, at the same time that they finally invented a machine that could do that for them um, is about the same time that uh, cotton came up on, came on the market. Um, and plastics from petroleum. So then you have these big names like the Rockefellers and that are trying to protect their fortune. They're trying to protect in, uh, the plastic industry, the paper mill industry, because timber was huge then too. Because now all of a sudden we're, we have this industrial boom where we're having ways to, to make these resources you know, more viable for us. And more products are coming from them. Well, hemp kind of got a bad reputation because that machine that helped process hemp came a little bit after the cotton gin. So it's just uh, they wanted to kind of downplay the... Because they didn't want to ruin the reputation. Exactly. And they wanted to downplay how how much better hemp was for the environment or for textiles. Why would they do that? Well, because... Um, the cotton, it's three times stronger than cotton and the cotton industry wanted to protect their product. I see. Um, there's also the paper guy, Hearst. I mean, a lot of this, you know, people say is conspiracy, but if you just look at the facts, like the Marijuana Tax Act of 1938, um, they just made it harder for people to access hemp. Whereas in the original colonies, you would be penalized for if you didn't grow hemp. Because it was such a viable commodity. Are you serious? I didn't know that. Yeah, no. In, That's in pretty good fact. The early colonies, like you were, every farmer had to I grow hemp. That. I think because I knew that. Or I didn't know they had to grow hemp, but I knew people did. You could be fine for not growing hemp. That's insane. Nowadays, you're, you can be thrown in jail for growing, growing hemp. It. That's funny. <laughs> but, and then also, um, these, I don't know, you just have a lot of big names that did their best to squash out hemp and they made it really hard for the the doctors that were prescribing it to move forward with that where they had to fill out all this paperwork to even obtain it and fill out all, all the paperwork to prescribe it and then justify it. And it just got to be too much for physicians to where they just kind of, like you know, kind of died out. So all these industry leaders you're saying have been not to but co-conspiring to keep hemp off the market because it's too good 
and they're afraid that it might stamp out, out their industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I well, mean, but and- there's been so many new things introduced on the market. Literally, like it feels like every single day. Like, I mean, I can't think of anything that's just. I mean, maybe like photography replaced painting, but not really. I mean, people still mm-hmm. paint. Right. I don't know. I, I'm just wondering. Well, what will that do to the plastic industry if hemp starts replacing plastic for everything that plastic is made for? There's so many factors there. Like, what if plastic is still cheaper? Then people are still going to buy plastic. Is, would it be, though? I don't know. If hemp is so readily available, whereas petroleum, you know, is a limited so- resource. But like you said, you have to grow hemp. I mean, it's probably more. Four months. Four months to maturity, and then you can clear it out and start again. Mm. I mean, that's three crop yields a year. And we have a lot of acres in America and a lot of farmers that are, you know, suffering right now financially because, you know, the poor soil health. Um, Mm. You know, I don't really know a whole lot about this. I'm not going to go into that, but... Um, I just know that there are a lot of farmers on the edge of their seat knowing the beneficial or the benefits of CBD and or hemp and rejuvenating their soil and replenishing it and that's cleaning it so they can kind of rotate rotate their crops and have a more viable source. Well, that seems pretty cool. I feel like we need to legalize it right this second. I mean, according to you, I mean, that sounds, I mean, why the heck not? There's literally not one drawback. Is There's there, a reason. Is there a drawback? Though? Well, there Tell is me the marijuana. So marijuana um, being high in THC can cause psychosis if you are already predisposed to mental disorders like schizophrenia. Um, if that runs in your family, there is a potential for um, THC to do more damage. But that is, you know, a low percentage of people that use it. Sure. And I think like with anything, you need to use it responsibly. Can you be responsible with something that isn't regulated by the FDA? I mean, you're really advocating people use this as substitutes for medication, but that's like something a doctor should do. You should absolutely be worried about that. Are you though? I am only because I hate seeing people try CBD. First of all, that doesn't work. Yeah. But... I really hate see, seeing people try CBD that is pumped full of heavy metals and pesticides. See, how is that regulated? Like, how do you know you're not getting that? Right. Well, FDA is trying to put some regulations on it right now. And as long as it doesn't in, you know, interfere with people's ability to regularly get CBD as needed, then I'm perfectly fine with that. I think we can weed out a lot of these... Um, companies that are irresponsibly growing hemp but how do you know what you're giving your customers isn't altered in somehow you know like a drug dealer might cut coke with something else Mm -hmm. like how do you know you're not getting that yes first and foremost i tell all my customers that you have to um, make sure that your hemp oil is 100 percent organic and the only way to know that is not only through the company's lab reports, but you need to have non-biased third-party lab results available for each and every product that you get. So there's like a makeshift FDA company that will test like these CBD oils to check check their purity. Oh, yeah. And, oh, really? You you can hire a lab here in Louisville. I, I mean... Oh, you mean just Denver. like a lab. Okay. Well, they have tons of labs all over the United States that will test any product that you want them to and tell you exactly huh. what's in it and what's not in it. Never never knew that. Well, Pro Verity is a big one and um, they do a lot of the CBD oil um, third-party lab results for many of the big companies 
and they do American shamans. So anybody that comes into my store and is like, I want to see the lab results for this product specifically, it takes me 2.2 seconds to get on my laptop and pull up the exact product they're looking at and show that there's no uh, none of those heavy metals, pesticides, shows that there actually is the amount of CBD in it that we are saying, claiming that it has, as well as the whole profile of terpenes that are highly beneficial. So What's terpenes? Oh my goodness. So this is this is where it gets nerd terrified. out. Yeah. Nerd out, nerd out, nerd out. I love it. So I love it too. You have CBD isolate, which is CBD that's been pulled out of the hemp oil and isolated. Okay. And then you have broad spectrum CBD where it has all of you know there's over 400 different components to hemp oil. Um, terpenes, flavonoids, and cannabinoids. And cannabinoids, you know, one of them being CBD is the most important. But then you also have these terpenes. And terpenes are what give the plant the aroma that it has and also the bitterness that you taste when you're consuming uh, CBD. CBD oil. So then the, each terpene has a superpower of its own. Some of them are antifungal. One deals with um, inflammation. Another deals with pain perception each one of them has something that they do. One of them's anti-tumor. So when anti-tumor. you mm-hmm, when you put all how of, do they know that? Well, just in their studies of these specific terpenes on, and they'll grow a tumor on a mouse, and then yeah. they'll apply this terpene. Okay, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm just saying, just from the the research that I've done, and that's one thing I loved about this book. So you can see, like, as far as the anti-tumor one. Limonene. Okay, we're looking at a book that she has. What is the name of the book? The again? Hemp Miracle. This is the Hemp Miracle. Yeah. Again, like I've read so many books on hemp. I only brought this one with me today because I always um, tell my customers about this book because it can get really scientific when you look into the mechanism behind why CBD and THC Works. are so effective. Yeah. And so this book really breaks it down in an easy to understand way. Okay. Um, so, so we're looking at a pie chart and she's pointing to. So this limonene terpene is antifungal, anti-tumor, anxiety, and stimulates your immune system. So that's just one example of, and you know, that's found, limonene is found in a lot of citrus uh, fruits. That's what gives, you know, that citrus bitter or sour taste. Okay. So each one of these cannabinoids are not only found in cannabis and terpenes are not only found in cannabis they're in all of our fruits and vegetables it's just that these that are put together in this miracle plant um just work better to i think of them as like the avengers you know <laughs> where they just work better together you know one gets in trouble on its own you know and can't really fend for himself but together they are an unstoppable force ready to take down like whatever ailment you have and I don't make any medical claims, but <laughs> yeah, I do see miracles day in and day out, if you will. I don't, not really miracles, it's science, you know, it's science at work in our bodies at a cellu cellular level. Mm -hmm. So, and hopefully like most of my customers, they're working with their doctors on getting all off all these pain medications and sleep medications. So this could be a, like a supplement for pain meds. That's mm -hmm. quite a claim. I mean, Let's be real. That's a that's a huge claim. Like morphine is no joke. Oh yeah. Oxy, you know that's none of that's a joke. Well, and those all deal with masking the symptom itself, whereas CBD is getting to the source. You're saying it cures. 
Well, I'm I'm not allowed to claim per the FDA that you can CBD. tell your honest opinion. I mean, like, yeah, I absolutely in your personal do. opinion, not necessarily representative of your company. Like you can say that. Yeah. Well, I absolutely do. I've seen it happen before. So Vince, the owner of our company, mm-hmm. he put together this product to save his uncle's life. Really? He knew that there was some kind of magic pill out in the world and he was going to find it because his uncle, who was more like a cousin to him, was um, diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. So, wow. So terminal. Yes. yes. He didn't ha- they gave him like weeks to live. Yeah. So he knew that even though it wasn't available in the United States, there had to be some kind of magic pill somewhere and he was determined to find it. Yeah. So he poured himself into the research, kept coming across cannabis and he's like, yeah, whatever, pot kills cancer, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, he didn't really find the magic pill, but he did um, look further into the cannabis and and saw the mechanism at play there. And he's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. So he he was realizing that People that were getting the most therapeutic benefits were getting it from low THC products, meaning they were higher in CBD. Sure. So he has his friends find as much ditch weed as he can, as they can find. Like the wor- he has said, just find the worst weed possible that you can possibly find. They call it swag on the yes. street. Yes, swag. The kids swag. Call it, call it swag. <laughs> Hey man, I bought that. I bought a, I bought a thing of swag. Or you remember two back sorting in high out school. the seeds oh, and stems, yeah, like on the little tray. <laughs> Dude, I thought I was such a badass in high school. I'm like, oh wow, there's some there's some weed right there in my house. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I went through a phase. <laughs> it's so weird how that stigma's kind of gone. It's yeah. so it's so normal. It's so like when I see it, like or smell it, I don't even think like, oh my god, that's weed. I'm just like, I don't. This doesn't register anymore. You know, I've just, I know. But then again, I kind of live in a it. town that's pretty pro that Good old anyway, but, right. um, it's kind of neat. It's like weird. You know, people think this is like the, um, like the sort of undoing of our culture. Like now weeds being legalized is such evidence of us just slipping down more and more downhill, like away so from dumb. Yeah. You know how many people, myself included that have been able to stop, um, bad habits using marijuana but isn't that just replacing it with a habit well i mean just weaning yourself off for the initial like Like withdrawal because after my surgery like they had me on all these painkillers that just Mm -hmm. came to an abrupt stop what painkillers were you on norco like it's norco norco is hydrocodone but 10 milligrams of hydrocodone and a lot of tylenol in there too okay i know what you're talking about so they had me on these drugs you know because i you know had my femur uh, replaced. My your femur's uh, replaced with <laughs> so, what? Okay, yeah, I guess I should go back to that osteosarcoma. I am okay. a bionic woman. That's cool. So our my um, osteosarcoma. See, I'm the coolest people in this room. I swear <laughs> to God. Okay, anyway, go ahead. So when I was 23, found I had a, a tumor in my femur. They um, took it out, so they sawed my femur in half. Oh my God. Yes. So I have half of my femur, and in that left half that's left over there's a rod that goes up the femur and then the other half is metal i have a metal knee and then another rod that goes into my tibia so it's called an endoprosthetic interesting and it would be fine i hear people get knee replacements all the time and they never have long-term pain except for i never regained my range of motion oh okay. so this is as far as i can bend my leg that's it. That's that's, and, that's good. 
Well, you would think so, but I mean, being I guess able you can't to do high this, kick anyone. Well, you, going upstairs. Ah, uh, um, sure. Even like walking. Upstairs. I see. You know, all these things. If I trip, I face plant. You know, because there's no <laughs> catching myself. Yeah. Yourself. Okay. Well, and I think being on chemo is a big reason why I didn't, you know, get to my physical therapy as hard as I could have because um, sick. that range of motion just, I really wish I could go back in time and just really force it to bend right out the gate so that I could have some kind of range of motion than I, more than I do now because. That's the most aggravating part. And that is what had me icing my leg for 10 years because no matter if I sat for a long period of time, stood for a long, for a long period or walked, everything I did hurt it and had it swollen by the end of the day. And so I was icing it. And then one day, my 85-year-old grandfather, <laughs> he lives in California. Yeah. And he, uh-huh. he tells my mom, who is also in a lot of pain, like, why don't you guys get on CBD? That's what everybody out here is on. Everybody takes Every- CBD for All the pain. cool kids are doing it. Yeah. My 85-year-old <laughs> grandpa. And Aren't so cool, man? I was like, I don't think you can even get that out here yeah. in Texas. Yeah. But lo and behold, you could. Yeah. There's a little shop in when was Denton. This? this was a what year, year? And, over a year and a half ago now. You're just now got on this train. Mm-hmm. You just got on this train. It had come across my radar. Like I had but not read like this. Yeah, because I had. Like so it I, worked for you. So after cancer, I dove into the research and turned uh-huh. my body into a machine. Really? Like, organic so what the, what, everything. What's, what's the difference physically? Well. Um, Personally. You mean before cancer and after cancer? Before CBD and after. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I was icing my leg every night. So not only did I not have that. Uh, pain that associated with inflammation but there's also a tightness to it when it gets real swollen Mm. so uh i could it became more of a preventative because i'm on a daily regimen pain preventative Mm -hmm. okay so that's what we usually tell people um we have creams that you can put on your area that hurts and it will hopefully you know take away the pain depending on what it's from if it's related to inflammation it's within three minutes you're feeling Really? Um, the benefit. Yeah, we have people, people hobbling. People pay money for that. Big time. It's $110 for our two ounce tub of cream. How long will that last you? All day. All day. I mean, how long will that bottle last Oh, you? yeah. Well, it depends on how big the surface area is. But sure. if it's just like a knee or something, that will last mm. months. Yeah. Months. Because like just the smallest amount spreads like crazy, right? Well, I only need that now if I've overused and abused my leg. Like if I hit hit a boot camp class too hard or walk around Six Flags for a day. You're in boot camp? Well, I am obsessed with, um, I do like I know boot yoga. camp is, but you went from like icing your leg every day to now you're yeah. a boot camp class. See, and, and I never went you're treating it to CBD. Oh, absolutely. That like incre- it's got incredible. me up and running. Incredible. Up and going. Is there anything to CBD and depression? <clears throat> yes, sir. So. Hit me. Again. Some of those neurotransmitters that aren't communicating effectively, inflammation that builds up on your central nervous system or in your gut is also going to um, Im- impede those neurotransmitters' abil- ability to communicate effectively. No matter what the source is, hopefully CBD can get in there and get to the source so that you're utilizing your body's own endocannabinoid system effectively. Would you recommend it over an antidepressant? Officially? I never tell anybody, like, don't take your antidepressant. I, I know that, but I mean, sure. like, your personal. 
In my opinion, I feel like our bodies are equipped with their own antidepressant system and we don't need to pop a pill for it. And maybe that's not everybody. Some people have a genetic disposition, predisposition to depression that maybe causes it. You need the hormone rebalance again. I understand. Mm -hmm. But we get to see it all the time. So in just six months of being open, we have had so many people tell us that they've been able to get off of their antidepressant that was because making of CBD. Mm-hmm. Would you say the majority? Oh yeah. Well, the majority. Majority are getting off of something. So people come to us wanting to get rid of. I mean, the obvious ones are psych meds. You know, if you think about anxiety, pain, and sleep being the top three reasons people come to see us. So the obvious ones, they're getting off of sleep meds, which Ambien is horrible. I mean, taking that sledgehammer to your frontal lobe, as um, Ben Greenfield puts it. And whereas um, CBD is going to promote deep natural sleep where that's where your body does all its its heavy work, you know, and repairing damaged neurons and making sure to make those memories. That's why they say sleep on it, right? Hmm. Because any decision that you have to make you get a good night's sleep, then you're going to um, be able to think it through more clearly sure, and effectively sure. and make a better decision. So, <clears throat> are you hot yet? No. Are you not? I'm fine. Yeah. Okay, I'm sweating. I'm sweating, but I'm good. I don't. I don't want. I, I like that we don't have the AC in the background, but I'm like pouring. Are really? You, are you good right now? I'm good. Only okay. because I'm very cold natured anyway. So. Okay. So you're good? <laughs> yeah. For real? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're yeah. not uncomfortable? I'm not right sweating now? at all. Okay. That's pretty, I mean, it's warm in here, but it's kind of comfortably warm. Dude, isn't this house weird? Yes. It's weird in the best of ways. Yes. I love Somebody it so gets much. It. Yes, it has so much character. That's how I would say it. It's just strange to think like somebody stood outside that window and was like, well, I better get into town and jumped in their horse and buggy and rode into town. I Out that love window right that. there. There it 1880, is. 1880, right? 18, literally the year 1880 is this judge. He's the first judge in this town. Built this house with his family. so cool. Dude, how much has happened in this part? Like mm-hmm. what has happened right here? As people died. Like, look at that fireplace. This fireplace is so Oh my neat. gosh, there's a fireplace in here? There's a fireplace upstairs and downstairs in this in this. What if crib. this was like a brothel? Oh my God. <laughs> no, the judge is probably It's very called the cool. judge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now we know a good name for a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, this is a cool place. You know how I've been kind of trying to challenge you here and there? You yeah. Know, I'm trying to push. I'm trying to make sh- I'm trying to see if you've rounded every edge you know right right do you enjoy that a lot because like my one of my favorite quotes is i never learned from a man i agreed with yeah do you yeah. enjoy like combating like like fighting for cb like something that you genuinely think is like an answer <clears throat> for people oh yeah we hear i mean we hear every side of it people saying that oh for instance i had this husband come in the other day whose wife had bought CBD earlier in the day. She has arthritis. I heard it was good for arthritis. I'm going to try it out. Well, her husband comes back in with her about an hour later and says, you sold my wife Weed. some watered down hemp oil. Yeah. and Oh, watered down. Watered down because it says water soluble. Oh, funny. So with water oh, soluble, okay. oil and water don't mix, right? right? Well, we need oil and water to mix because our body is 70% water. True. So when you're ingesting... Hemp oil. You need it to. Because we've all seen hemp oil on the shelves for years. 
Um, but if you were to ingest that hemp oil, it's going to go right through you because it's only five to 10% absorbable. But if you have a water soluble project then product, absorbs. then you're looking at upwards of 95 to 100% absorption. Well, he sees water soluble. Funny. This is just some watered down hemp oil. What that, is watered down CBD you got here? Yeah. For $60, no less. So Damn. that's an expensive little bottle of watered down yeah. hemp oil. And uh, so he comes in and I spent about an hour just telling him everything that I knew about CBD and about cannabinoids, your endocannabinoid system, everything going on in his brain. Did you convince him? Oh my gosh. You convinced him? Well, he didn't return it. So that was a win in my book. His very last argument on the way out the door was, you know, he was a Navy guy. Uh Well, it's a drug. That's like, that was his very last. I was like, is it a drug or is it a plant? You know, like um, See, these Tylenol is a drug. And these semantics arguments are so futile because like you can call caffeine a drug, man. Yeah, You can call absolutely. anything a drug. Like drug isn't inherently bad. It just means like an exterior substance you're taking to supplement some sort of like or to en- enact some sort of like bodily function. Right. Is that inherently bad? Like Tylenol, you know? Right. Which is right. a vasodilator. Like is that alcohol. really bad alcohol? Well, some might argue alcohol, alcohol is is a drug, and it can you know potentially be devastating. So, so should we legalize all drugs? I think so. Really? Why? I even think we should legalize prostitution. <coughs> Do tell. <laughs> well, I just think that I'm going to disagree are- on the prostitution <laughs> one, but I'll, 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 I'm interested to know. Start right. with drugs. So I think that we're all adults and we're capable of making our own decisions and there's a responsible way to use many of the drugs that are prohibited. Like heroin? What responsible ways yeah, are to use Yeah, no, heroin? I don't know about heroin. heroin. What about meth? Heroin, though, you know, if you think about fentanyl being 100 times more potent than heroin, like, I mean, isn't it pretty much already legalized? Yeah, well, yeah. But as of buying it on the street, maybe not, yeah. Maybe not heroin. Heroin's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. All right, so maybe not all drugs. Let's not legalize all drugs. What drugs would you legalize? I mean... I know I'm putting you on the spot. Just Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think marijuana for sure is the first and Obviously. foremost that comes to my brain, but um, I don't know. But I mean, is there a phil- phil- philosophy there? Like people are good. They're good. They're, they're responsible and they mm-hmm. can handle it. And just like alcohol... I was going to say, and even a lot of people that are trying, okay, that's what, that's where we went off track because I was going to say, <laughs> this brings me back to my point from 10 minutes ago. I'm so sorry. This is exactly Don't what I was going to say. So you off. Go ahead. my, my dumb surgery yeah. that I had, uh-huh. they had me pumped so full of pain meds because I realized then and there that I had did not have a very high pain tolerance because I had never felt pain like that in my life. I'd never broken a bone. I'd never been any, I've never done anything, you know, to hurt myself to where I was in that amount of excruciating pain. That is when they prescribed me pain pills and they prescribed Norco, which is 10 milligrams of hydrocodone and Tylenol with by the hundreds. They prescribed them. milligrams? No, a hundred pills at a time. A hundred pills at a time. That's a joke. I know. And I didn't, I wasn't expecting it. And in the beginning, like it was very helpful. Okay. But by the end, like I didn't even know I was addicted. Oh, you were addicted. Absolutely. So they had me on them for a good 10 months before they just cut me off. 
They cut you off. Cut me off. So they knew. I'm sure the last time that she probably said something about like wean yourself off, and I'm like, yeah, okay. So I they won't. just test your urine, and they're like, dog, like you no, gotta, okay. They're just like, it should be time. Oh. Like it's time to start weaning. There's only so much time. She was being responsible. There's only sure. like these are short term yep. drugs. Yep. They should be used short term. A lot of people are prescribed them for years, and I don't get it. But my do- doctor was very responsible, and after a certain period of time, she's like, okay, we're winding down to the end of your your hydrocodone little journey and Mm -hmm. um, it's time to wean yourself off. And so I did not wean myself off appropriately that last month. I should have stretched those out because when it came down to the last one, I probably could have stared at a wall for three days straight and done nothing else. And I had no idea. Like it, like I had never done drugs before. I had never, I'd never experienced that kind of withdrawal and um, and it was just as painful, if not more so, than the surgery itself. Oh like my just god. like the oh are my insane. gosh, yeah. like what in the hell? And I should have like had I had CBD back then, that would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. But instead of just powering through it, you know, because you can't die from you know withdrawal from opiates. Can you not? I think people do die from that. You can't. You cannot die from heroin withdrawal. It's you very die? uncomfortable for three days. You can't die? But you cannot die no from it. heart attack? No. Like, it's vi- like benzos, yes. Alcohol, yes. yes. There's a lot of drugs that you cut off but them from heroin. your system. You're not, you're chemically addicted, to, but not heroin. It's just very uncomfortable for a few days. Very. I mean, that uncomfortable is like the understatement there, right? Yeah, yeah. But opiates, um, I went through, was going through opiate withdrawal, withdrawal instead of like toughing it out. I decided to, I'm going to like get really opening up here, opening up myself here um, and sharing. But I think it's important to share struggles in life because I think that a lot of people can identify. Yeah, of course. So I'm all about opening Please up do. to my it's, friends it's, and It's family. honestly the heart of this podcast. Believe Good. Yeah. Well, um, I found myself, you know, replacing that hole left by the opiates with alcohol and that led nowhere good. And like I had never been a huge drinker before that. It was definitely not good for me to be drinking when I had cancer or going through chemo. Um, but now that I felt like in my mind I was free and clear, like it justified it for me and I had to fill it with something. Yep. And I wish I would have, you know, filled it with, you know, my God and what everything else that I believe in my family and my kid at the time I had one kid. And I instead resorted to alcohol. And so on top of being completely strung out, I was also, you know, um, going through alcohol. uh, What is it? Hangovers day in and day out. So that led nowhere good. I wish I would have had CBD to kind of ease the blow of withdrawal, which is a big um, part of our customer base right now. People are going through the same thing and I can empathize with them and tell them about my struggles with opiates back in the day and help them kind of wean off these opiates and replace it. Because CBD is going to have that relaxing calm that kind of eases the blow of withdrawal while at the same time helping with their pain or their anxiety, um, whatever they're using opiates or alcohol to mask. So that is a big part. We have people get off heroin at least once a month. We have somebody coming in trying to get off of heroin. Once a month. Once a month and then at at least once a month and then at least once a week, um, if not more so, if not like a handful of times a week, we have people coming in looking to wean themselves off of pain pills. That's a huge problem right now. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know in 2018, our life expectancy went down for the first time? I believe it. Like in ever. And they're attributing it to uh, partly the, opioid, the uh, opioid crisis. That's hard to say yes. when you've been drinking beer. Opioid crisis. Opioid. Op- say that five times fast. I can't opioid, say one time opioid, fast. Opioid. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and then Ambien, you know, Ambien, um, when you're not getting that deep REM sleep that your body needs to rejuvenate, then you are cutting years off your life. Like, yeah, that's no, seriously. Scary. There's a lot of studies on on sleep scary. and how it can seriously alter your health and longevity and stuff. That's 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 legitimate for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I see it every day. People that are concerned about their health, but the biggest thing that I love is when people come with me with alcohol, because. I had a very stressful job as a speech therapist. You might not think that would be so stressful when you're rolling around with kids on the floor half the time. Yeah, but these and kids are. Yeah, you never know what to expect. I've had a, I've had a, um, I've had a man throw me into a wall. You know, who was on the autism spectrum, just like you know, mentally not there, and um, intellectual disability is what we call it now instead of mentally retarded. Okay, I never so know. He was ID, yeah, <laughs> what the politi- politically correct way of saying it. So ID. And we're gonna look back like five years from now, like how mm-hmm. dare you say what, ID? What was it? What is I can't it? believe you said intellectual intellectual intellectually disability. Intellectually disability. No, intellectually disabled, disabled. or has an intellectual disability. disability. So this man was 30 years old, over six feet tall, over 200 pounds. You're like, describing me perfectly so far. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, I had my iPad that I was working with him on word recall, right? And um, he tried to take it away from me and he squeezed it as hard as he could. And I saw oh, okay. just the cracks popping up on my iPad, my personal iPad, he you know, not one from my work. To crack it. Yes. Dang. And I was so mad. I was like, oh, hell no. Like, and he's pulling it away from him where I can't get it to get to it. Well, um, you know, he's not all there. So like I snuck around the other side and snatched it out of his hands mm-hmm. um, only to unleash him. And we're oh, in this conference no. room where there's a door at the at very end of this long conference table that you have to go like it's so close to the conference table that it, you can't open it and get out. Like you have to go past the door and then open it to get through the door. I run to this door with him like running after me. And as soon as I get past it and open the door, he's right behind me and he slams the door shut and takes my shirt and like slams me around and into a wall, like slings me around and slams me into a wall. And it was fine. Like he is a weakling. Like it's not like he works out or anything, even though he's a big glute, you know, like just like break his hold. But still, like- and but it was enough to where I literally sat in my car for an hour and didn't even think to call my husband, my best friend, my boss. I just sat there staring into the silence for a good hour, just still shaking inside at, a, at what had just happened. Wow. And that was... That is just one part of it. I've been bitten. I've been spat on. I have. And then not to mention like all these parents and their prying eyes. Just, you know, it's a very speech therapy is tricky. It sounds stressful. I never think speech therapy, but anything with that I'm sure is. So I would have panic attacks, needless to say, frequently. And especially before new clients, you know, being shy, you know, you're having to meet new people and kind of show them that you're the professional that they hired. And 
and um, they're watching you interact with their child for the first time or their, you know, sister, brother, dad, whatever it mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And so I, I would constantly, you know, be psyching myself up. You can do this. You, you know, you were trained, you know, like the scene in the office you're a where professional. Yes, I'm telling you, I was. I had to psych myself up before every it session works. sometimes and especially before new clients. Had, and then once I had CBD, everything changed. So I went from having a panic attack at least once a week for a specific client session, new client, to just taking a couple of deep breaths and I was good to go. I was the best therapist that I had ever been, you know, since I started this career. And, um, and then the sleep. So I used to replay all my sessions every night, trying to go to sleep and turn off the noise, like ah, concentrate on my breath, everything they tell you to do. And I never could t shut off the noise. I'm just a girl like that. A lot of I'm like that. <laughs> I'm definitely really. Like that. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not so much review the conversation as I am. Can't shut off the noise, though. Oh, for sure. But I'm like crazy, crazy ADD. I know. Have you ever tried focusing on your breath? Like, how hard is that? So my brother's like all into meditation, mm -hmm. yoga. Like he is, I mean, he had dreads for like five years. I mean, this dude was. Oh, he's all in. He's. So <laughs> we have been on this years long sort of back and forth. And I like to play devil's, devil's advocate, as you can tell. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's, he's try to teach me some of these don't he always tries to tell me not to think you know and i'm like dude shut you cannot not think that doesn't make any he's like no literally have no thoughts focus on your breathing and have no thoughts and i'm like mm -hmm. you're having thoughts about not having thoughts it's literally not possible right? and so i'm like dude this is dumb but people legitimately claim it like and him especially like it helps with his whatever he has like anxiety before His endocannabinoid system. Is that <laughs> what it is? So is that is that a medically recognized system? Absolutely. And okay. did you know that less than five percent of medical schools actually teach this during during medical school? Why so is that? Uh, I just think that it. I don't know. It's just this this taboo surrounding it, and I really think okay. it has goes goes back to the pharmaceutical industry, and they're just trained to prescribe pills. Hmm. But I would like to go back to the meditation for a second because I okay. really do find it fascinating, and how. Um, being able to focus on your breath and eliminate these thoughts, um, makes such a difference in how our brains work, you know, and, and how our, our memory recall and just our ability to sleep and control our emotions in a, it really is important and something that has been really hard for me to learn, but I think I'm making some progress, you know? And a lot of like one person told me when you start getting those thoughts that just pop into your your brain, yes, you have to think of them them as like balloons floating into that air that headspace, and you have to just like tie tie like somebody told me just tie a string and just let it go, mm. like or maybe like you're I think it was like you're holding on to a balloon and then you just let it go and watch it drift away and you like recognize the thought but then say goodbye to it. That's what he says. Yeah. yeah. And then, but focusing on your breath is the main thing. Like I, I, it's, it's so hard to do it. I started out being able to do it for about 30 seconds at a time. And I have worked my way up to where now I can do it for like a good seven minutes. And even though that doesn't seem like a long time. Seems like a long it, time. It has taken me a year to do, get there. You know, that's how, 
Not how sh- busy my brain is, yeah. you know, and how hard I have struggled with sleep over the years. And I can tell you firsthand, once you get your sleep cycle regulated, so many things fall into place mm. where you just feel so much better. And CBD has a big part in that in regulating your REM sleep, enhancing your deep sleep cycle and preventing things like anxiety um, from intruding. Why are you vulnerable to me? We we met today, or I guess we met when we met the first time. This is our second time to meet. Yet you're being vulnerable. You're being vulnerable in front of twenty five thousand people. Right. Well, just, I think just kidding. Twenty five hundred. That sounded. <laughs> that sounded. It's twenty five hundred, not thousand. Okay, that kind of blew my mind for a second there because I was like, maybe <laughs> like, I should not be so vulnerable. <laughs> Because then somebody I might know will listen. No, no, really, honestly, like I, I really think it's important for us to share our vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerabilities. Yes. We've think, had some beers. So give us yes. a break, listeners, please. Hey, you know what? I'm like two beers in and I'm If there was an audience wonderful. right here, I'd be like, isn't she doing such a great job? And I make everyone <laughs> clap. Applause. Yes. Applause. They're all clapping on their cars. No, I really do think that it's important to share these things that hold us back, you know, and, you know, I... For a time, I used um, prescription drugs as a crutch. I didn't realize it. I thought I was like using it for pain, and I was at the beginning, and I didn't realize how much of a crutch it was for my mental or emotional mm-hmm, well-being mm-hmm, as well, mm-hmm. And um, until it was gone. And then mm. it was just like I was blindsided. But I think that it's important to share. There's a lot of... So I'm a, a big believer in God, too. So... Um, By God, you mean the Christian God? The Christian God, yes. So I go. I've gone. I grew up as a PK, a preacher's kid. Both my parents did too. Really? Both my parents are preacher's kid. No way. Those are usually the worst kids. They are both goodies. Well, I was always a goody goody. Like I really. So then, where's the theory? I know. Like we just demolished it right then and there. But yeah, that's what we do on this podcast. We demolish. Anyway, (laughs) continue. Well, I I just I. So I grew up in the with a strong faith yeah. and I it didn't matter. Like once I had experienced this drug that I had never tried before in my entire life and realized that okay, so this is a big part of the story too okay. and why I feel like it was an emotional crutch. So being in the hospital for 7 months out of the year was um really hard for my husband. Uh-huh. So my husband being Deathly afraid of, oh, a kitten. Deathly afraid of not only. Her name is Nadia. Oh, she's so cute. She's the worst. (laughs) Well, he was um, afraid of hospitals and afraid of death. Like even the notebook made him cry. That was one of the things when we like <sighs> one of the very first dates so that we had. I wish I would do that. <laughs> like it was it was surprising to me because he's like kind of a big strong. Yeah, he's like, a big dude. Put on I, a I mask. Met, I actually, guy, funny guy. story. I actually and uh, to the audience, I I actually asked him to be on the podcast, and, and he I, was like, "Hell no." <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think my wife would be better for that." <laughs> no, I think he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no." Um, <laughs> absolutely not yeah, yeah but I did ask him he wouldn't even come in with me today you know he he's uh, so scared I messaged him and he didn't respond to me really that's, that's why I went to your story so the story is I messaged your your husband what's his name Dan Dusty uh, Dust, I had to Dusty. think about that for a second wow. that's that's <laughs> no, that's Dusty. that's alcohol you threw me off with Dan <laughs> Dan um 
That's because he looks like a Dan now. He kind of does look like a Dan. Now, now that you mention it. <laughs> He's going to listen back to this and be like, literally WTF, like I should have gone. Like, what is going on? <laughs> but I messaged Dan, Dusty, and mm-hmm. is his name Dustin? Nope. I, his name is, du- his legal name is Dusty? Yes. Not Dustin. Exactly. Okay. So I messaged Dusty and he didn't say anything back and I was like, all right. And I went down to that shop and I was like, I'm going to get this guy because I really want to know about this. And then he's like, nope. And I'm like, dang it. Like this guy's good. He's like, he has the videos and like, he's obviously advocating this. And then, and then, um, and then Kara comes out from the back. I heard just you. Smoke I was just coming out. Like she's like, who's eavesdropping? I was eavesdropping the whole time, like talking to. My oh, you were eavesdropping. I was. <laughs> I was like, because I thought you were a salesman at first, and we get salesmen every well, day. I was. You know, well, day in and day out. And once I realized what you were about, I was like, this could be really good. Like yeah. this could be fun. You know, and I'm all about you know promoting CBD any way I can. Yeah. Bye. let's promote your business so you have a store you have okay one this is insane let me tell the story when i went in there and they told me that they just opened the store in january which you just told me six months later seven months later you guys are opening another store while still paying off this store you're mm-hmm. literally going i mean if there's any definition of going all in like every single month we break our record sales are you serious? We go up and up. I mean, the first month, second month, we doubled our sales. And then it's only You're gone double, up from there. Two times your sales. The original month. Yep. So it is like people are not only um, telling each other about it and talking about it. Is that what motivated you to open a second store was because of that? Well, the main reason was because there are so many stores popping up in the Metroplex that if we did not act now, there would be no territory left. Yeah, I got you. Like, so we weren't planning on doing it until a year after ours, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but we were able to pay off our debt pretty quick. And we figure we better jump on this opportunity now or never because we were able to get a, a location in Corinth which is only 10 minutes away from our current store. So I wouldn't have to be driving an hour to and from work. So it just fell in our laps. But Dusty, what I was going to tell you is that whenever I was going through cancer, he had a very big fear of hospitals. You are amazing at getting us back on track. I, I think I need memory. you as a personal assistant. I swear yeah. to God, I need that. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so Dusty, he... He has a lot of strong suits, but he's always been kind of a like, that's why the notebook hit him so hard because it deals with death. And like, you know, as we get older and, you know, we start to experience, you know, dementia and all these things, they really hit home for him. And he is kind of like afraid of death, I think. So hospitals are like his least favorite spot in the whole world. And so whenever I was in and out of the hospital for the better part of a year, it was traumatic. It was. And he came to see me maybe once. And that was like Easter Sunday, like with our kid. And that is like why I remember it, because it was like the one and only time. And beyond that, he I think he dealt with it in his own way, like by running away and were you running from that? Were you like, well, no, I was really pissed off. <laughs> okay, I, I was I was didn't really want to advocate that, but I'm sure you were. Yeah. No, you just feel like there's. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you have a nine month old at home or she was. You know, after, you know, about one year old through this whole process, I'm like somebody and I knew my parents were taking care of her the majority of the time while he was off just trying to numb everything. And 
Didn't know if I was going to make it, didn't know where we were going to go from here. But I did have some amazing friends. Like my friend Bruce was like my best friend, like, and he would spend the night like at, he's like my my um, quintessential gay friend, you know, <laughs> and every he, girl have that. I know. Like, every it, single girl seems to it's have a necessity. quintessential gay friend. Yes. I guess it is. Well, he would spend the night in the hospital with me day in and day out. Like anytime I would stay there long term, he would be there right by my side. And it was so I did have, you know, that um, in place. I did have that support. And but um, we all have our own ways of dealing with things. And I think that coming out of that and just feeling so alone in some ways and depressed, you know, um, our marriage was definitely on the rocks, you know, at that point thinking like, how can I depend on you? You know, if you're just yeah. going to run away from problems that we encounter, well, we worked through it and I'm telling you, like we're stronger than ever now because like, I really, I, I think that talking about, um, our problems and our insecurities and stuff is the only way that you're going to ever uh, like, overcome them. And so that is why I'm always willing to share my bout with um, prescription drug abuse, even with alcoholism. When I replaced that that prescription drug with alcohol and found out that was not the answer to my problems, you know, it leads nowhere good when you're drinking every day. Um, No. And so I I I guess I should stop that. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I guess a beer a day, you know, they say that a glass of wine a day helps your heart and stuff. Well, they but say a glass of wine a day keeps the doctor away or something like right. that. Right. Some well, alcoholic anthem. A beer before 9 o'clock a.m., maybe not so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. I mean, I, I will say this. I Just like the last episode, so my last episode um, was a uh, BDSM dominatrix. Oh, man, I bet you learned so much. So I titled it, What Can We Learn About Life from BDSM? Mm -hmm. And it was a mind blower. I can imagine. It's by far and away the most popular episode by far. You can see like the little ratings or whatever. And that one's. And so. But what was. um, Hopefully that's not my car honking. That's definitely a car honking. (laughs) Anyway, um, but. I really did not. What's so neat is like, I, I guess I understood CBD from the news standpoint, but I don't know. I've never, ever, ever, ever heard actually really anything described this way. Like you're like, this is literally a cure all for the economy for your mental well-being for my one, your mental well-being, your physical well-being. Like that's insanity. I mean, that just seems like. Dude, people need to get on board. How does CBD compare to essential oils? So, I mean, I, I, I'm a big believer in essential oils, okay. but they don't interact with a system that your body has evolved with. So CBD goes back thousands and thousands of years. And you can argue back to the advent of, you know, humans because we, ha- we are equipped with this system that just fix, fits like a lock and key with cannabinoids. I mean, that's why they even named it after cannabinoids because it it just um, it fits so perfectly together. Is there anything hemp isn't good at? I'm not. I'm not even kidding. Like, this can it really... make you smarter? Can it make you more? Can it improve your libido? If you can t- it grow trees? Can it make me fly? <laughs> Maybe not. You're the like no. That's THC. <laughs> <laughs> that is where you'll be flying high. 
for sure. Is there any portion of the effects of hemp or CBD that could be partially attributed to the placebo effect? Absolutely. Everything could be contributed to the placebo effect. And I think, you know, the placebo effect is one underutilized phenomenon. It's utilized. Really? Yeah. Like, I think it's underutilized. Medical community uses it. Like, like, have you heard of that um, study where they had uh, surgical patients, people that are about to go in for surgery, they like focused on less blood flow. And they had no anesthesia. I don't, that's crazy to me. Well, they just lost less blood during their surgery. So our minds are a very powerful thing. I don't know if you've ever seen that Netflix documentary called Heal. Uh Uh-uh. A lot of people would say that's the placebo effect. But really, what it comes down to is our minds are very powerful. Yeah, they are. No, there's this lady in the 80s. I think somebody's going to just fact check. You know, people are... I'm, this is how you know you're getting more more listeners if people fact check me now. I hope people fact check me because well, I really they, don't they claim... Will. I don't have like all the facts in front of me. I wish I would have. But everything that I'm saying here, I, I really did read in a book somewhere. So... Please fact check. <laughs> if you need to be convinced, I did read this in a book somewhere. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> that's insane. You know what's crazy is like you and I, how old are you? 36. You know what's crazy is that, so I just turned 30 last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like an idiot. Happy birthday. Yeah. I just turned 36 on June 21st, so I was right before you. What's crazy is that you, you're 36 and I'm 30. We have always been surrounded by quote unquote modern science. You know what I mean? Like we started, we discovered like germs like in the eighteen like seventies or something like that. Right. We we invented toothpaste in like nineteen ten, mm-hmm. like not even you know hundred something. Years. Like we are really really in the infancy of science. Like, but you know we were like you know we're like we're out there exploring black holes around Mars and you know we're, we're you know whatever we're doing insane science shit constantly. Mm-hmm. I sound like a moron just there, but no, yeah. everyone knows what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. it's, it's incredible. The things like I was blown away by this article I saw where they took a picture <laughs> of the very first sunset on Mars. We're like, we're what? the first humans to see sunset on Mars ever. And oh I was my like, gosh, we're going to be laughing at ourselves in a hundred years. I know years. we're going to be like, Oh, I was on like the other Milky Way, but no, mm-hmm. like we are so who knows my point is like, who knows what like 15 years from now is going to be happening. Dude, like we've had like what, a hundred years of science? Mm-hmm. Barely. Like what's the next 20 years going to be? Do you think about that a lot? I think about that all the too time. Too much, too much. Why? But dude, because every single day there's something mind blowing happens where I'm like, that's mind blowing. They're like, oh yeah, well, no, we did. We did prove dark matter exists and blah, blah, or black holes. And we have pictures of black hole now. We're like, what? Like that was a theory yesterday. And that is how I think that we will be looking back on hemp a hundred years from now thinking like, what in the hell? They were so stupid to not utilize this miracle plant for all of its uses and therapeutic benefits. The fact that you have a shop, that you have two shops tells me like, matter of time. Oh, it's coming. But the best part is when we are slower and people come in with significant problems. Like I had this lady come in the other day and her husband died on April 1st. Jesus. And she just started crying, just crying right there in front of me. And and naturally she's talking about how she's been depressed, full of anxiety. She wow. hates her job. They're wow. giving her a hard time for not wow. being as good at her job right now because she can't just put focus. 100% in, of focus into it. 
And she just opened up to me. And that happens almost every day where somebody will come in just pouring their heart out. And that's what I I have grown to love about this job. I can just have them sit down on my couch. I can listen to them. And that's the biggest thing that people need is people to shut up and And start listening. Because some people just need to talk and just get it off their chest, you know. So that is... I think the most rewarding part of this job, because I don't give a shit if people like spend money at my store. Honestly, there's so many shamans out there, American shamans, that is being my company where we have these monthly meetings and they're all talking about like your average sales, sure, like, it's how, a to, business. how to boost your average sure. sale ticket. And I don't care about that at all. Like I am all like God, at the beginning, I was like, like you in this world, we just do. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you that. Yeah. Good for you. And at the beginning, like I was, I was like super excited when people would even spend money with me. Like it was like, you're just grateful. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, like, oh my gosh. I went on a limb and here it is. Like I would want to, in my head, I'm thinking, are you sure? Like, are you sure you want to like me to swipe this card? Like it was really hard for me to do that at the beginning. And I had to really, I've had to really hone that in and realize, okay, this is a business, you know? And, um, but I have never lost sight of my whole goal which is to better wow. people's lives. And Good that is for what you. it comes I would down be to. standing ovationing you right now, just so Aww, you know. No, I mean you. that genuinely. That's not like a polite host thing. I Good for you. There's a lot of people suffering out there, you what's, know, what, with pain. What, what, what can people... So depression is huge mm-hmm. now. And that's not that's not an alarmist, newsworthy worthy headline. Like, what are, what do we do? Well, the biggest thing is you can talk to your friends. So I like, you know, people find a lot of benefit in counseling and therapists, marriage counseling, whatever. But I feel like just keeping that small group of friends around you is integral. Someone to talk to you. I always talk about. So one of my best friends in this life is Dara. Like she, you know, we are Kara and Dara. That name, right? it sounds Egyptian or something. Like right. Or Greek. Or like, you don't hear yeah. it every day, right? I like it. Yeah, no, she's she's my, like besides Dusty, you know, being my ultimate she companion and partner in life. Sure. She this is my friend. Yeah. Like this is somebody I have come to depend on because sure. she really is my therapist. Yeah. Yes. Like whenever I have anything going on in life, I go to Dara and I talk about it and she listens and vice versa. She listens to me too. No, yeah, anyway. sure. And so, like, she, and we'll just crack open a beer and just talk and just laugh. Not the best. It is. It's, it's best. like you need those people every once in a the while. People don't just have to kind that. Of bring you back to sanity. You know what's crazy is that the loneliest generation is is uh, I think it's either sixty five or fifty five plus, but it's senior citizens are the loneliest, obviously, because they have a spouse die or the kids move away, or whatever. Mm-hmm. The second loneliest generation is Generation Z, people from eighteen to twenty four. Oh no! Second, yeah. they're not learning from our mistakes. They are bent on. They surmise. So this is now oh, just being studied. Yes, or so, social yes. media. So that is it. So I, when I first saw the social media thing, I was like, "Oh, this is this study's been run by a bunch of old dudes who just don't understand social media, and they're blaming everything on social, dude." So what they're finding is like insane. They're saying like social media is what they think is is the contributor to to isolation like you're a lot more willing to go stalk somebody online than you are to like try to get to know them especially like a crush for instance like or talk to them or anybody and that's why people have such a hard time you know have like conversing with people i think 
like my brother-in-law for instance um like he he's gonna be so mad at you right now oh my gosh like i didn't even think about that no, you should but, tell me anyway well he he's always sorry jeff like he's always been like <laughs> very socially awkward when it comes to girls you know, he, like I've been married for 13 years and with my husband for 15 and my husband has one brother who I have seen him have two girlfriends in oh. the entire relationship and um, and they're very short lived. Right. Well, it's because like as soon as he talks to girls, like he just blah, blah, panic blah, like, yeah. like verbal diarrhea comes out and the hotter they are, the worse it is. Oh, right. That's just true for every guy. So. Good. Okay. I don't feel so bad. See, Jeff, it's true for every guy. And so he um, finally was able to connect because of online dating. Like he found this girl that is amazing. Like She's so beautiful and so sweet. And uh, she lives in the Philippines or is from the Philippines. Okay. And uh, but just this last month, like she was able to come over here and like he had gone out to see her. Okay. Before. Like, and we were really praying for him. Like, yeah, yeah. Please let this not be some kind of crazy scam. scam. Yeah. And so, but it worked out. And it was because he was able to eliminate that face to face contact. But I think about that with a lot of these young kids these days mm. who primarily communicate via the internet yeah. and how awkward it is for them to have real social connections to people. And I think that phase is going away. Because it is so immediately isolating to just be on your phone and not communicating with people. I really, I, I, there's this insane stat where I saw it was like the average like suicide rate for 14 year old girls like doubled like over the last five years or something like that. And they're attributing it to social media just being socially isolated. And it makes sense. I mean, this is why I brought up the centurion thing. Like a sense of community is literally the key to life, but it's, it's Mm kind of difficult to make friends. Like when you're 30, 36, You have to open yourself up. Like I'm unmarried, so I don't have like a a key into some like other social group or somebody else's family. So right. it takes a genuine. Now I have friends that I've had forever, so that's where I get it. But like you know, making new friends when you're older or even younger, I guess, is a genuine concern. In fact, they're now calling loneliness like a pandemic in America. In the Aww. UK, they have like a some minute like some position in the government that's literally just addressing loneliness really yes there's like some stats some crazy stat i saw i'm writing so i'm writing an article on this this is why it's on the top of my mind but there's some stat where they found that like some large percentage of UKers um say that the tv and their dog is their most common company or something like that it was like 60 percent, something nuts like that and so they're like okay we have to address this loneliness issue are they people that would like typically get under your skin? You know, those people. No, because they're saying like a ma- like a majority of people. They're just not opening themselves up to people then. Not it, even trying. It, it's just how society is set up where, you know, they said that our friend group has gone down. Like they said, like the average friend group like in the 70s was like f- like seven or eight people. And now it's down to like two. Or something it's hard like work. Yeah. Like I think about like even just starting the store. Like I've had to sit down my friends and tell them. This is only temporary. You got to bear with me for this first year. Help me. I'm going to get on my feet and then I'm going to have more time. Because whereas I used to spend every Friday with a friend, somebody, every Friday night, even Saturday night, maybe Sunday, I would spend with my friends. Now I work seven days a week and I cannot, I cannot do that. And like my new friends are definitely the worst because 
I hardly have time for them, much less like my old friends. Like I need to reconnect with them. I love it. I love, love, love it. That's but cool. they are very good in putting up with that. You know, like I, I mean, I still talk to them on via text every day. I still call them. I still everything. I communicate with them. I just don't have those fun Friday nights where we're up till two in the morning belting out Dixie Chicks at the top of our lungs. That is the most embarrassing story I ever heard in my life. Dixie <laughs> Chicks? Are you serious? I love the Dixie Chicks. Oh that was a God. part of my Dixie like. Dixie Chicks. Do you feel like you've gotten the right information out today with me? I hope so. I felt like, very I informed did. and probably the choppiness is due to my ADD insanity. I hope so because this is this has really changed my life and we have seen it impact the lives of our customers on such a deeper level that every time they come back and tell me their story and how it's impacted their life, it just reinvigorates my passion for this stuff and and it solidifies like why on earth I ever took a leap of faith in the first place and and I am I can tell you like right now like I. I'm so much happier nowadays than I've ever been in my life. Just knowing that I'm doing something that I'm passionate about, listening and helping people in their journey through life and trying to navigate through these tough times. Where can people find you? Well, your, we, your shop. We are in Louisville. We're called C- Louisville CBD American Shaman. We're on 407 next to the Rusty Beagle and Nick's Pizza and Pasta. So this is a nationwide podcast. So what about online? Oh, uh, yes. So also CBDLouisville.com. Uh, you can order any of our products there. Um, we're building out our website now, but if you go to our product, if you go to our website now, you'll only be able to order American Shaman products. However, we're building our website to include all the other products that we have that are not American Shaman that we've come to know and love. And uh, um, and then uh, cbdcurrent.com will be coming soon as well. So we have a new store being built out right now and it will be open a week from Saturday. So, What's the date? Uh, this will be released later than today. Right. Okay. So, um, mid July is going to be a soft opening, but August 1st will be our grand opening. Okay. Um, where we're going to have a little party. Kara, thank you so much for being on my podcast. It has been a great pleasure. You've been amazing. Thank you for having me. You guys have a good week. You guys can find Kara at, you said CBD shaman, Louisville.com. Well, CBD Louisville.com or Louisville CBD American shaman on Facebook. Sounds great. 